If you enjoy the Three Rivers Academy, please click the link below to donate to the MetaHumans Rising GoFundMe campaign. Thanks. Mike, you want to take it away from here? You may actually have to do shit. Yeah, you're running this, baby. Oh, we're all fucked. Housestock Productions presents Open Actions, an actual play podcast featuring Archie, Krista, Mike, and Dave Silva, author of the Open Action System. In our last session, we made some new characters, including Savant and Flux. Joining us this week, Krista is back. What up? With a new character, X-Gen. And uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about X-Gen? Well, I are... Uh... <laughs> Slow it down. Okay, hey, what's your hurry? Throw some eyes and eyes in there. <laughs> well, she is a 19-year-old woman from the year 3084. She is a cyborg who has a pretty large amount of cybernetic changes. <laughs> My brain is feeling the burn. <laughs> Don't worry, she actually has a secondary brain. <laughs> Is it in my butt? It's wherever you want your brain to be. <laughs> and uh, she originally uh, tried to travel back to the year 2910 and way, way, way overshot it to the current year. And she went back, trying to go back to the time 2910 to... Uh, stop one man from controlling most of the major corporations in her time period, cornering the government and all the monies and making it into a sort of corporate fascist state. We must fight against future Trump. <laughs> okay, he's from the future, so he's, he's actually Robo-Trump? <laughs> no, it's, it's Trump's hair. Trump has been subsumed by his hair and has gained the ability to live on forever. Oh, God. What people didn't know is the, the hair piece that he was wearing was an alien symbiote. His <laughs> <laughs> tentacles that reached down into his brain. And finally, he just looked at Trump and said, you're fired. But, yeah, that's my character. X-Gen. Am I missing anything? That's whatever you want to tell the audience. I suppose I can say that she is truly strong, has incredible vision... And uh, she can go very fast and has a form of regeneration. There you go. She just has horrible temporal navigation skills. <laughs> I've never done this before, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm very adept at what I'm doing. I only missed by, like, what, 900 years? Do we want to take time to uh, talk about backstories, or is everyone pretty good on that? I don't remember how much backstory we got into last session. I was not here last session. Alright, so you want to summarize the characters? Yeah, I think we spent most of our time last session just building the characters. Do a quick, if anyone wants to do a quick backstory for their character. Sure. Flux is the combination of a teacher and student who discovered the Aportation Arcanum a fundamental law of the universe that allows him to be everywhere and nowhere at the same time. The problem is it took them 26 years suspended in a quantum entanglement kind of bubble thing where people just thought that 
they had run away or been kidnapped, once they perfected the theory, they snapped back into reality, fused as one single consciousness. Uh, the importation arcanum allows them to move through time and space. They have a collected, shared set of memories between the teacher whose name was Robert West and the student named Danny Dobson. This new combined persona calls himself Bobby, or in his hero persona, Flux, which when he is using the apportation arcanum, he actually appears as a kind of void within reality. Ready for me? Tell your long and winding story. All right. Jeanette was the daughter of Captain Patriot, a hero from World War II, and the daughter he never knew he had until after the war. She ends up moving into him after the uh, situation where her mother ends up dying as a result of cancer. So ends up staying with the father, and the father puts her on, uh, brings her under her wing and teaches her the whole hero thing. Now, come 1950s, because we're talking World War II at this point, and afterwards. He himself is dying from leukemia from some radiation exposure he had received during the war. And his daughter decides, because she loves her father so much, that she's going to go ahead and stay with him until uh, he comes back out of it so he could be there to help her with his treatment. Unfortunately, such things were not meant to be. He ended up passing on while he was in suspended animation. And after that point, we're going to leave it for the Team Zero, the Team Origin. That's a pretty cool backstory. Thank you. I mean, I glossed over some details, obviously, but uh, but that's essentially what the, what we were trying to get at with the story for Savant before. Now, her uh, her abilities, for those who didn't listen to prior episodes, involves her ability to basically, how do we describe it again? Photographic body and mind, I think was the uh, the term we were using. The fact that she basically looks at the way other people do uh, do things, and she's able to mimic it uh, almost exactly. So she has an eidetic memory. No, she's a, she's not. She doesn't have the ability to remember that kind of those details. I don't think we put that in her. But once she sees somebody do something, it's nothing for her to go ahead and reproduce that effect. I mean, no, she's not going to be able to go ahead and, and disarm a bomb just by looking at it. Not by looking at the bomb, but if she saw, like, an explosive expert do it, she could copy him, right? I'm sure between her intelligence and everything else, she could muddle through it. Alright. On to the issue zero. Each of you should take a moment to write down between a sentence and a paragraph summarizing one of your character's first adventures as a superhero. Doesn't need to be the first time you put on the spandex, but it's one of the early stories that helped define you as a person and as a hero. Right now? Right now. Let them create a juices tea work. Nobody said that this game was going to have homework. I quit. <laughs> well, I think for for uh, Jeanette is really simple. Her her first field mission with her father as sidekick, where he ends up fighting uh, one of his deadly foes, Kemax. Unfortunately, Captain Patriot he got taken out by Kemax early on in the fight, forcing her to deal with the with his threat for a new time, and it gave her a newfound respect for her father. Is it the first time she picked up his shield? Yes. 
and oh. between seeing how he operated in that fight with with him, and knowing how to use the shield himself, she managed to go ahead and pull off some stuff that uh, Patriot would never have done under normal circumstances. Such as? That's a good question. He did. He used the shield. She used the. She ends up using the shield, not as a means of attack, but as, as a means of distraction, expecting her to pull off similar moves to Patriot. And Patriot being being the more direct fighter. He ends up bringing his attention to the shield to protect stuff from that, and she ends up going ahead and uh, nullifying the MacGuffin that he was working on to affect Detroit. How does that sound? You tell us. How do you think that defines her? Well, one, it gave her a sense of confidence in her to, in the, in, that she could pull this stuff off. I mean, it's not like she didn't have confidence before. I mean, it's that's... She's been able to do his uh, to do uh, his kind of uh, moves, but being able to pull it off on her own without having her father to back her up cements the fact that she wants to be able to do this kind of stuff. Besides the fact it was a big thrill for her. Well, you get to increase your history and your origin by one. History now goes to yeah, origin, origin, origin. And based on your issue zero, you're going to get a new drive at one. What do you think her drive would be? I'm always bad at coming up with things like this. Let's take a look. Her current drive is to protect those that can't protect themselves. But I would say that maybe something like being a hero is more than just living up to your father's expectations. Or it's okay to have fun while saving the world. Dave or Chris, do you want to go next? You have been pointed to, Dave. Before Bobby had fully embraced his fluxiness, he was still experimenting with his powers. And while trying to see how far he could jump, or how far he could move himself by thinking about it, he found himself in a chateau in France. There he learned that while he had intended to go to the Eiffel Tower, there was a coven of mages working on a arcane ritual that attempted to tap into the importation arcana. Realizing that they inadvertently summoned Flux, they tried to capture him to use him for their rituals, and he had to escape by not using his powers because they could track his powers while he was there. And he also found out that because of his link to this fundamental force in reality, he was particularly susceptible to those who could manipulate reality like true magicians. You could always have, you could always acquire the new fun dr- uh, drive of distrust of arcane practitioners. Uh, I was actually going to go with know when not to use your powers. Ooh, okay, that's better. Can't trust them damn mages. Uh, did you see that I took a vulnerability to magic? Hmm? Did you see I took a vulnerability to magic? No, actually, I hadn't noticed that. It's bad, so whatever. It's uh, upon upon arriving in the wrong time period, Cressida was left stunned at the crimes happening so casually around her and the blatant suffering, regardless of the information that was common knowledge during her time. Let's try that again. Cressida was left stunned at the crimes happening so casually around her and the blatant suffering. What particularly surprised her was witnessing a crime being committed towards an innocent. A young schoolgirl was lured into a stranger's car under the false pretenses of the child's parents, approving the adult. 
Cressida recognized his increased heart rate, which indicated dishonesty, then cross-referenced his face by accessing the 2016 sex offenders registry, and directed a teacher towards the young girl. Afterwards, Cressida tailed the sex offender and discovered just how much he was getting away with and how desperately this time period needed a hero. How's that? That's good. I like the fact... So we're in 2010, and she pulled up the registry from 2016, like, oh, that's when he registered. So she got to him before he actually committed the crime. Okay, I didn't know it was 2010. <laughs> it's okay. Nobody told me that it was 2010. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All this time we've been playing and you didn't realize we were playing in 2010? I knew that uh, Metahuman... Oh, I, guess I knew that the last one was 2010. I didn't know the same one. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Well, I like Maybe that she's that, not quite sure that it's twenty. This twenty ten. How about this? I like that thing that you put in there that you didn't realize you put in there. Okay. I think the twenty sixteen thing actually works really well. Yeah. As in, you caught a sex offender before he was actually a registered sex offender. Which leads into once you busted him before he committed the crime, now your database is starting to show errors. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I did that intentionally. Don't worry, we'll totally edit out the part about you not doing it intentionally. Yeah. And thus, we are definitely putting it in there. We got it. No, that was actually really good. Protect the innocent. I was going to say, must be vigilant. Uphold the law. Uh, I'm slowly turning you into Robocop in my head. I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing. What about something like a millennia of criminal records? As a drive, you can pull that in when you're saying, oh, I know this person committed this crime. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. What do you think, Mike? It's better than the stupid pun I was slowly building towards. I'm going to make the characters pee. (laughs) (laughs) Minus one XP. Yeah, so like an issue, like the issue zero, the team origin is a chance to establish elements common to the group. In the team origin, you guys will collectively generate the first time you're, that you have worked together as a group. Each player will add one new story element or complication while introducing their character. The complications may be related to the original threat or new to the story. So I figure, Dave, since you're going to uh, be bringing Savant into our world technically. You may as well go first. Okay. Unless Krista wants to start and create the threat. You go. (laughs) Alright, Slux has an innate sense of moments in history that are significant. He doesn't necessarily know what they are. He's just kind of drawn to places in time. I think what's happening here is he is in... Let's just say Kuwait, because that happens. And he feels this ping, and he responds to it, not really thinking about where it's going to take him, just knowing that it's important that he be there. And he finds himself in this cryogenics lab, which is kind of this underground base, and one of the one of the pods is already open. Or there, there's two pods in there. One's already opened, and it looks like whoever was in it has been removed. There are a number of... How weird do we want to go? Um, I'm good with weird. Let's go weird. Okay. 
there are a number of insect-like beings scouring the place and attempting to open up the second pod. There are no traces of the person who was in the initial pod. He sees these insect-like beings harvesting basically every piece of technology they can from this cryogenics facility while trying to open the other pod. When he arrives, they immediately start attacking him, firing lasers at him. They're like human size. Oh, that sucks. I was enjoying picturing little beetles with little laser guns. <laughs> no, they have like two arms and then like two little pack-like manipulators. Realizing that they're trying to kidnap the person in the other cryogenic pod, Flux will knock out the guards that are right by it and dethaw that person, but he is still overwhelmed by the number of aliens that are here. I guess this is where Savant comes in with him shouting, if you want to get out of this, you're going to have to help me get through these things. And uh, how would Savant be able to help out here? So you're asking for help with the aliens that were trying to abduct me. Yeah, there were aliens trying to abduct you. Flux thaws you out and says, if you want to get out of here alive, you're going to have to help me out here. And I don't think she sees a problem with that, even though... What's your, what are your, how are you dressed like again? He is like a void in reality. He's not dressed like anything. Like, there's just an empty space that's in the outline of a human body. You know... You know, my dad said there would be cr- uh, weird people in this line of business, but I didn't realize how true that would be until just now. Yeah, I'll help you out. So, Savant, their true colors, comes out and looks at the situation with these aliens. And then she sees the empty pod with her father. There's no body in the other pod. I know that. Okay. But but that's the point being is that she would go ape shit. Excuse me. She, yeah, she goes ape shit. She... I mean, her father's missing. Uh-huh. And she's, like, thinking that maybe they have something to do with it. Doesn't know the truth of the matter. After all, she only just thought out, what, the last few minutes. So she decides she's going to go Kung Fu Panda on their butt. Or maybe I should have referred to movies that they didn't come out at that at, the, at this point of time. So she goes ahead. She's taking them on left and right. But some, I'm assuming that something happens. I will go, it says the fight goes on, okay, but perhaps uh, more aliens show up? If that's what you want, man. Yeah, I'm going to cause some trouble for ourselves. So more aliens show up, and we're forced to take this battle to the streets because the uh, the cryopods, the, skin, the cryopod area is getting too crowded. Okay. So the, the fight kind of spills over into the streets. Yes. Maybe, uh, maybe Flux grabs you and teleports you out. And they come flooding out of this uh, warehouse building where the, the lab was hidden away. Yeah. And when this happens, culture shock. Because obviously everything looks so weird to her compared to the, the way she was when she went in. So you're just kind of stunned looking at everything while even more aliens are pouring in? Yeah, maybe she wasn't just she wasn't quite ready for how different things were actually were out here. So we're probably in the Bronx or in Brooklyn where you can have a big warehouse and no one really cares. 
but uh, maybe there's a mothership overhead. Or maybe not a mothership, but like a transport ship or something. A dropship? Yeah. So dropship, a small cargo ship, because you figure whatever they were they were going to steal, they were going to take it back on board. I suppose that I will have been... What time of day is it? You tell us. Okay. Um... Well, so as not to call a lot of attention to us, we'll say that it's uh, in the wee hours of the morning and um, that I was in the process of scoping out uh, what I thought was a drug den, and I suddenly, like, hear these explosions and all these lights and see all these lights, and I just hear explosion and okay. see lights in the sky or whatever reflection from their wings. And so I will... So I will run to you guys to see what's happening and using my super speed or whatever. Bionic legs. Bionic legs. <laughs> oh, the ones that sound like springs when you run? Well, considering the time period that I come from, I would think that most of my... Didn't I choose stealthy? Was that like? uh, you did talk about wanting to be stealthy, yeah. So I would consider most of my cybernetic enhancements would be rather quiet. Um, uh, we're, we're, just, we're just channeling the $6 million man. Don't mind us. Yeah. I have, I had a, in my head, I had like any kind of eye, the eye implants that you just do little whirring noises. Okay. So that she looks like a mechanical eye? Uh, no, it looks like an eye until it does something. It looks weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, like blind mag's eyes. Like blind mag, okay. <laughs> all right. That. Sorry, that, that's all I hear when she, when she runs. <laughs> I would be shitty. Way to be stealthy. And I go super slow. What's up with that? Well, actually, like, every... like anybody hears that, you know? What? The audience hears it. <laughs> everything goes slow. Yeah. So I run. I run to you guys' general area to find. All of these insect type creatures flying all around you guys. I guess I hold because I don't know who's the bad guy here. Well, well you have future knowledge. So right. You, your knowledge of what happened in the past is you'd probably recognize these as an alien species that had invaded Earth once before. Hmm. Okay, well, that. I recognize these as an alien species that once invaded Earth. <laughs> Thank you for that. Specifically, they wanted to harvest humans to use them as living weapons. Oh. Okay. Well, then, my, uh, I stand and assess the situation, and my uh, little hidden holster pops out with a gentle whir. <laughs> and I pull out my little laser pistol and say... Dead or alive, you're coming with me. No. Think it over, creep. <laughs> Well, I pull out my little laser pistol from my side holster and pew pew yeah pew 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 and I shoot the biggest one that I see and I uh, like say don't get cocky kids cocky see doesn't fit it only fits if they say something to me <laughs> like did you get that one effect me don't get cocky kids okay, and then I then I just shoot one just pew pew the biggest one. I would say that uh, the laser pistol definitely catches their attention, but doesn't like really take them out. It just kind of burns a little hole through them, or through him, or it. And it kind of like takes a moment to pause and look at the damage. 
Well, everybody's been introduced, so now it's my turn to make the situation worse. <laughs> now that a uh, a rather impressive new and rather futuristic set of technology has entered the battlefield, the Ardais have become very interested in you, and from the dropship, or the Overseer, come elite guards focused on you. Me? Yep. Because you're the most advanced piece of technology currently sitting in the city. Uh-huh. Yep, and these uh, appear to be much more elite than the, the little uh, swarm guys you were fighting before. And while your laser pistol was very effective against the lower class guys, you're probably not going to be able to take these guys on your own. Okay. Well, as they're coming at me, I circle and serpentine, and as I'm passing Savant and Flux, (laughs) you, as I'm passing Savant and Flux, I say, uh, don't just stand there. As I'm I'm, uh, circling and serpentining, I... um, Every time when I pass each of them, I go, don't just stand there. There's work to be done. When she says that, now these guys are like shooting at her? These elite-looking guards are very much focused only on her. I'm going to be next to them and just push all of their arms at just the right time so that they shoot each other's blasters. Like you just kind of pop up next to each of them? Simultaneously. He is everywhere and nowhere. Yeah. Just, I was trying to picture it. Yeah, so, like, if there's eight of them, there's, like, eight copies of Flux. All of them just twist these guards at the right time, and they, they shoot each other's blasters. And uh, Extra says, thank you! <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, these guys are elite, and so, uh, you know, they, they like, uh, are easily able to, like, turn and, like, hammer these copies, and they, they kind of, like, shoot back into the original Flux. And Savant, while their uh, attention is focused on the copies of, are beating down the copies of Flux, what are you up to? Well, Savant would have took note of the way they fight and how they move, trying to to get a read on what would be the best way to go ahead and attack them. And and now that she sees them fighting in action, she can go ahead and proceed to go ahead and deal with these schmucks. And since they're insects, it stands to reason that they have exoskeletons, so there should be no problem breaking their limbs into appropriate in appropriate ways to deal with these insects. So you go martial arts ham on them? Yeah. Preferring a hit and run style since so she doesn't have any idea what those weapons of of, of those uh, unusual weapons they're wielding do. And the last thing she wants to do is be hit by the death ray. Because that's what they used to wear in the science fiction shows back in the fifties. Death rays. Yes, they're not lasers, they're death rays. Yeah, so the death rays. She's not getting hit by no death ray. And with their elite guards taken out by the seemingly human opponents, the swarms will begin to retreat back to the overseer to regroup, but you can expect that there will be more coming soon. But for now, there's a lull. All right, uh... Do you guys trust me? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know you. Great. Ah, just do what you gotta do. Alright, so I said, you trust me, and Exchange says, no, I just met you. I'm like, 
Perfect. Grab her and Savant and teleport into the Overseer. Okay. Welcome aboard the alien ship. Okay. Where did you get a temporal device? I am a temporal device. You are a what? I didn't hear you. (laughs) And the opening card for Lost. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our team origin right there. Boom. (laughs) MHL. (laughs) You are aboard the Overseer. Everything is currently in disarray as they gear up for another attack and they don't realize you're here yet. We have to disable their ship before they can attack. Alright, so where are the death rates? Maybe we can shoot their controls. How, how, are we near any of them? Like, Can they just kind of like look up and see us? Like, well, oh, hey. They were going back to the ship to regroup and we beat them there because I teleported us. Nobody so just locked the door. Nobody just leaves their ship Unmanned. That's true. There's probably like a, a crew inside too. Normally, you, the ship would probably be swarming with people, but most of them were outside. So you have a little, you have a few minutes before you're noticed, but you will eventually be noticed. I was going to ask if there's anything to hide behind while we, while we. Um... Does anybody know how to operate this stuff? I'll take a look at it. Is it kind of stuff that uh, I can operate or figure out? Extra gently comes over to Savant and gently like slides her out of the way, and uh, puts her fingers on the keyboards and like just keeps them on the keys, and they kind of uh, do their own little movement, like incredibly fast. Do they like break into smaller figures? <laughs> no. Well, what I was thinking was like imagining like a sort of light, like a sort of light appears, and then suddenly they're like. And she, oh, and she looks. Oh, that's how you do it. All right, let's give her cover while she does her thing. <laughs> well, she started doing her thing. I'm like, oh, is that how it's done? Xgen is uh, interfacing with the computer. I will uh, try and move anybody who comes in to stop us, so that when they shoot, they shoot away. I love, and, and, and I, I think I you end up using a more conventional approach is she hides and when they come up to her, she'll go ahead and boot to the head. Giant stick. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Well, I mean, yeah, because the giant stick stick would be what the typical 1950s female might do to try to protect her people, but she's not your stereotypical female. I say extra locks down the ship so they can't leave again. So we're trapping them. Yeah, we're trapped. We're trapped with them until I let us out. They can't attack. Okay. Alright, so as you lock down the ship, you realize you've also locked the other people outside. The other people? The ones who are still in the process of trying to return. Well, I thought everybody had returned. No, no, we beat them to the punch because we teleported, but they were coming back to regroup. So they can't regroup with the ship, so now we could do our what we have to do. What you probably could do, being the... Uh, tech-savvy type person that you are is you could set a delayed lockdown. That. I do that. I set a delayed lockdown. Put this biscuit in my mouth. <laughs> could we set the ship to self-destruct? Why would we want to kill them? Yeah, like, I'd kind of like to know, like... If, if you can lock down the ship, though, uh, and, and you can set a delay on it, maybe we could lure them back in here once they radio that we're here, and then I can get us out one, and you just... Force the ship to return home. 
Well, what if I just took out the, um, they're coming back to the ship. They don't need to, like, they know they're coming. The crew knows they're coming back. Yeah. So what if I just take out the communications? Like, there's no need for the communications to be open right now because they're coming back. Okay. So if I take down the communications, if um, Action takes out, down the communications and puts a delayed block on for when they return. Yeah, but how do we get rid of them afterwards is my question. And that's why I was suggesting that. Well, that's resolve that when they get here. Okay. I'm a freaking cyborg, man. She does not like that word. I'm augmented. You are Deus Ex. Enhanced. Ah, there's got to be a way we can science up a solution here. The situation can only be solved with Technobabble. Quick, reverse depositron. And large amounts of explosives. Remember that. Let me verify what's happening. You're going to set up a uh, delayed lockdown for when they get on board, and then what are you doing? Cutting communications. After they've verified that they're coming back, um, I'm cutting communications so that they cannot be warned that we're there. You don't understand the lang- any language being spoken by them, but you do receive a transmission from the... Sh- you do s- detect a transmission from the ship or from the ground to the ship and from the ship back to the ground, and then the transmissions go quiet for a second, and you still haven't been noticed yet. We really should just discharge the ship. That's how my dad would have did it. No killing. Not yet. <laughs> but if we destroy the ship, then these aliens are trapped on Earth. Well, this has got to be... The U.S. government can handle them. Of course, About. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, when did the evasion occur? Just to... Get the little lore shirt in my head. With these, with this. Oh, you were on ice. So yeah, the U.S. government can handle them. Give it to the Marines. The Marines can handle them. So do you decide to lock down, uh, shut off the communications after the broadcasts, or wait longer just in case? I will wait until we've been noticed, and sh- I'll wait until the very the last possible minute. Like if I am standing over their interface and they haven't seen me. I'm just gonna chill. So let me ask. I mean, I mean, is is Savant going to see any of their death rays? There are no weapons lying around in the room you are currently in. Ah. You are not currently in an armory. Yeah, it sounds like we're in the the command or or whatever where we can control the ship. Why don't we just take over the cockpit? That's what I was saying. I believe that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, that's my first alien ship. I don't know any better. There's a, there's a giant computer. Do you have a lot of those these days? Hmm? A- alien ships. I'm rather new here. I just know that there's a lot of violence. So are we. <laughs> Thank you. And on that note... But I think I can speak for myself. And what? And on that note, you guys are noticed as aliens begin uh, entering into the area. The, communication. Upon seeing you, they immediately turn around and run away. Is, uh, so are the aliens all back in the ship yet? Uh, you're not certain, but probably not. All right. Uh, I it's, guess, only been a, it's only been a couple minutes. Okay, so what I'll do is I will teleport, grab the person running away, teleport them back to where they started running, and then teleport, grab the person, move them back to where they started running. And then teleport, grab the person, and move them back to where they started running. Until they get the hint. <laughs> and I, I appreciate like like two or three guys like just keep doing like cycling through them. 
uh, and with one hand still on the console, um, I'll uh, redraw my pistol and hold it out. And um, can they understand us? You don't know. Okay. Comic book logic says yes. Okay, I was gonna say, well, they'll understand a gun pointed at them. <laughs> they understand weapon, yes. And uh, a- after about a minute of attempting to run away and being having a gun pointed at them, they will stop. They are not currently armed. They don't look like they are soldiers. Yeah, these were the guys who were left on the ship, right? Yes. Well, I will direct the bots to tie them to tie them up. Just find some random cording. Just rip this thing off the wall and hope that we don't need it. Lacking any reason not to doubt that doubt what you have to say, we'll go ahead and pull wires out to bind them. <laughs> because she doesn't know any better. I, I need, hold on one second. I need to look at something. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't tell me any better, so... <laughs> not recognize this red and blue wire is the alarm systems? Who doesn't know that? So, as, as Savant rips wires out, out of the wall to use as rope, the lights go out. That's okay, I have night vision, so... And then red light, or the equivalent, the equivalent of, like, emergency lighting turns on. In this case, we'll just say green, because, you know, aliens. You also detect on your panel that the uh, cargo bay has been opened and closed, meaning that they probably returned. Well, has my, um, when, how long was the delay for? Can it, like, should, now that the um, emergency system has come on, am I going to have to manually? Well, I think you can activate that delay. Okay. Because you said you had one hand still on the controls, right? Well, the original idea behind the delay was I assumed you guys were just going to teleport away. I mean, if you were going to teleport away before they got back to the ship. You don't need a delayed shutoff if you're staying on the ship. The delayed shutoff was just, excuse me, the delayed shutoff was just in case we were pulled away. Right. And it wasn't able to just, boop, lock it. So, yeah, I guess I'll, since I'm already at the console, if I can manually activate the lockdown, I'll manually activate the lockdown, and we'll be stuck in here until I unlock it. <laughs> I hope the console doesn't get destroyed. Activating the lockdown also shuts down, also closes uh, security doors between various rooms. So thus locking you, locking you and your three prisoners. I just want you to know, if we were actually uh, rolling dice, I totally would have made people roll fortune make fortune rolls for how badly that could have gone when she started ripping wires out of the wall. As well you should have. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't hear me make the joke that she was ripping out the wrong walls, that she was ripping out an emergency, the emergency systems and that they were about to turn on? Yeah, like the alarms are going on, the automated defenses are turning off. Yeah, like I thought you were going to run with that. Nah, I just assumed based on uh, the good fortunes of some of the characters that you guys got away this time. All right, well, what are we doing now, now that we're stuck in here with them? All right, well, we're not really stuck anywhere. We can be everywhere. What? He's, he's, in, he's been everywhere, man. Yeah, but I still, I'd like to know the plan. I think you should send the ship home. Like, if they're on lockdown and they can't get out, send them home and we'll get out of here. And if you were looking forward to punching a hole through something, you can punch a hole through the floor and we'll drop through. That way they can't come back in here. There won't be any oxygen once they're in the atmosphere. That's good, because I was thinking about just punching the console, like programming at home to just... 
<laughs> that sounds good. That Woolet should busted. Well, since I apparently have the ability to use their console, apparently it means that I can understand their written language. Maybe they're using a rather basic uh, binary language or something. Yeah. Or maybe they got absorbed. Yeah. Or maybe they got absorbed into the into whoever took over in your world after another attempt where they ended up getting conquered themselves. No, I'd like to think that I just break it down. Um, well, you, you've noticed while working on it that a lot of their technology doesn't seems to come from a lot of different sources and all seems to be integrated into one basic... Galactic, galactic basic. It seems uh, like a lot of this technology is from multiple sources. Yeah. Oh, so they absorbed that technology. Right. And so they've kind of cobbled it all together and you're breaking it down into its basic points and controlling it at that. Okay. Well, then I would like to program the ship to go home, and I would like to try to think if I can create a... Just put in, like, a lockout that shuts down the computer or something? Uh, yeah, I'd put in a lockout with a self-destruct. Like, if anyone tries to get into the system, the, the ship self-destructs, and it'll take them home, and as soon as the ship is empty, it self-destructs in any fucking ways. Because it's about the message. So once there's no life signs, the point just goes up. Yeah. I, I put my and then I put my hand on uh, Flux's shoulder and say that should be sufficient. Okay. One question. Wait, what? I have a question. Uh huh. Since two out of three of you don't don't actually want to just outright kill them, do you actually take the time to mention the self destruct tied to the lockout? to the three prisoners? Oh. Or are you just going to let them try and get killed anyways? Well, I think it's like one of those things that you see in the movies, like when they try and access it, they'll go, oh, if we try and uh, get past the lockout, it'll self-destruct. Alright, so you make it quite blatant that if they try to disable it, die. That's what I'm asking. Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. And then, and then I put my hand up flex and say that should be sufficient. Alright. Let's see what's going on downstairs. And uh, I'll grab Savant and teleport us down to the street level. Back on street level, everything's fairly quiet. And after about half a minute, the ship takes off back up towards space. All things considered, this hadn't taken a lot of time, so emergency services are like nowhere in sight, if they're coming at all. And as, <laughs> as we land from the teleportation, I uh, look up with a quirk and... Uh, uh, Cock my head to the side and go, I seem to be suffering from gastrointestinal. Because <laughs> <laughs> teleporting. <laughs> and this is the one time I don't get out of the way in time. <laughs> Shoes. And, and welcome so to. Vot will just back up a little bit because well, she doesn't want to risk anything more. And welcome to the 21st century, Savant. Yeah, and then she's and then of course she notices she stepped on on dog poop. Let's see if there's some place to get cleaned up downstairs in your lab, huh? Then maybe you can tell us why you were in the chiller. Yeah, uh, she looks around to see if there's anything she can use to wipe her feet. Newspaper, yeah, there's a newspaper there. It's strangely oh, enough. It's bum shit on it. 
<laughs> so she goes ahead and wipes her, her heels on, on, on the... And then she notes the date. 2010? I think so. It was only ni- it was only 1955. What's, what, what, let me see what's going on. She looks a little bit bewildered and confused by the whole revelation. I think that's our team origin. We hope a bewildered and confused savant back into the cryogenics lab. That would be nice. We'll sit down and talk about how not a single one of you actually belongs in this exact time. Everybody gets plus one to history and origin. Another plus one to history and origin. That was fun. Uh, each person. So, Dave. Yes. Select, pick somebody and give them a drive. Somebody you shared a scene with. Okay. Well, it's a lot different when I'm on this side of the table. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> it's not as easy as you might think. All right. Since Savant seemed to show some antiquated uh, ideas, what about the drive? It ain't 1955 anymore. Archie, what do you think? And then it would be a drive that you could use, like whenever you propose something out of time, and they're like, "Well, well why don't we do this?" And then like you, you do the more updated version of that. The drive basically signifies me trying to go ahead and use your, your newfangled ways in a way to try to deal with situations and, and not the, the fisticuffs approach. And uh, After proposing, let's do it like this, because that's how we do it in the 50s. And we're like, wait, 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 wait. All right, so I got to do the... Yeah, I just got to keep in mind... I, the more of I, I gotta get more of a mindset to how the fifties are when I run the character, but uh, it would mainly be just doing things the hard way, just like if you needed to research, being like, oh, well, looks like we gotta go to DC to go to the uh, library. library Congress. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, what? Let's find the card catalog. Dewey, show me your decimal system. <laughs> Hold on, you trying to say I can access all that stuff here on this on this box? You say I can access all that stuff here on Xgen? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Hold on, let me just. <laughs> Isn't that also the era of the hit it if it doesn't work right? Yeah. <laughs> So Archie, since, know, it, since there's only three of us, you get to pick, you automatically get to pick Krista and give her a drive based on a scene you shared. She's just really weird. I mean, it's like comes across like she knows everything, and then she doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you don't you don't have to do the crank. You just have hydraulic fingers. She is from the future. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So no, no getting the the craning doing this, huh? I'm She's trying, digital, not analog. I'm just joking around. I'm I'm just trying to figure out what'd be a good drive for her. It's like my feelings. And knowing the future doesn't mean you know what you're doing. <laughs> that is so true. But you guys don't need to know that. It sounds like you're going for a, instead of the past does not dictate my future, my future does not dictate the past. I wasn't, I was, I wasn't trying to quite putting it like that, but actually that sounds good. 
it's kind of the whole future imperfect situation. She doesn't know. Just because you know the future doesn't mean we're governed by what you know. <laughs> and Krista, you automatically get to uh, give Dave a drive. Yeah, I'm thinking. All I can think, I can't figure out what the reason behind it is. I just thought of the name. All I could think was you uh, teleporting and then appearing all around, like, to push the guns uh, towards each other. Uh-huh. And I was like, the Assassin 5. The Jackson. Assassin 5? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a joke. It's a joke. I could definitely do that, you know, because I, I can see him drawing on that whenever he does something that isn't necessarily directly harmful, but definitely embarrasses his opponents. Part of his personality is like a 14-year-old kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you like that, because it was totally a joke. The terrible two. The terrible two. I was thinking along the lines of what you said. Like, I was like, it wasn't lethal. Like, you could have had them shoot, shoot each other. Yeah. But it's said you had them shoot their guns out of their hands like a fucking fassy asshole. Yeah, that's... Oh, like, oh, oh. look what I might do. How about sassy duo? Because I want to keep sassy in there. Going to be good to sassy duo. With drive done. Now we get to go in reverse order. And Dave, the part about not sharing a scene doesn't really count at this point. Because y'all basically had to share a scene anyways. Okay. But, you get to advance a talent for Krista based on Team Origin or Issue Zero. It not be a power or fighting style. I think the easy answer here is computers. <laughs> I, like, I like your note really fuck high. Yeah, I'm really amused by that. Well, I like the fact that her, her hands are mainly for the work. Like, she's got the, the, um, the positronic brain. Mm-hmm. And it's processing faster than her actual brain can understand. So she's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is happening. Yeah. Well, I got that going for me. Yeah, basically, it's this is what I want to happen. Positronic brain, make it so. Okay. I mean, it's supposed to be a coprocessor, right? So which one's the actual real brain? The real, the positronic one or the organic one? Yeah. <laughs> I think the positronic one handles things like. Analytical function and uh, memory banks. Yeah, like deep memory banks that she can just pull data from. It's my. No we'll see. It's we'll see what happens when she starts getting dementia. When and she internet uplink. I have Wi-Fi. <laughs> she is a Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> I'm whatever the next step of what I'm Google Fiber. All right, Krista, you get to pick a talent for Archie. Can't be a power or fighting style. I feel like all Samat did was go, what the fuck is happening? I just woke up. So I'm like, oh. Well, she did use stealth at one point. I, actually, that was the only thing that I could think of. So, yeah. Or intuition would be another way to argue. Mostly, she spent most of her time punching things. And she doesn't have strength. It seemed relatively safe. Can't go wrong that's with how, that's how we. That's how we do it in the 50s. We punch our problems away. <laughs> <laughs> Something, something. Or we called in the Marines. What would you say? What would you say? Someone used their uh, intuition. Trusting us. Yeah, I don't feel like that was much of an option. I feel like you were just like, whoop. <laughs> so yeah, I'd add some stuff. Right, you think that was more of a, of a diplomacy option? It's like, uh, 
the better of two evils or something. He was just like, uh, I'm just gonna take you guys whether you like it or not. Do you trust me? Well, you know, too late to answer. Oh no no! I waited for your answer. You're like, no, I just met you, and then uh, Savant's like, yeah. Oh, so I imagined when I said no, you like just. Oh okay. I added to your stealth, even though you. I know you so desperately needed that. What to be even stealthier than I already am? Yeah. Well, how about the fact that I snapped back from my. Uh... For my cryostasis so well with because I'm so fit. And Archie, you get to pick something for Dave. I don't know. One of the main features that Dave did in this whole thing was teleporting us around like crazy and disorienting poor little savant here. So is that something we can go about advancing your uh that that teleport power of yours? Yeah, no powers, no fighting styles. Is that a, you have a separate movement power for your teleport? Yeah, because Savant wasn't confused enough with all the movement around that you did. That was distracting in itself. Well, it did a great job distracting the guards. True. Go for it. Put it in there. And finally, everybody gains 3 XP. So, what did you guys think of the Team Origin? Loved it. Oh, it was kind of... I thought that went quite well. While it all was back to back to back, we still managed to have three different locations in the scene, and we actually got some good character interaction and kind of defined the personalities. No, nothing will ever be. Do you trust me? No, I just met you. Honestly, I expected you guys to run. I didn't expect you guys to go on the offensive. I was surprised. Oh, come on. 1960s, 1950s, you didn't run for your troubles. You dealt with it face to face, hand to hand. With with, that was the American way. <laughs> right. Punch it till the problem goes away. I thought the 1950s answer was drink the problem away. That that usually led to the punching. Yeah, but you got to remember, Savant's still a teen, so she doesn't use that solution yet. 1960s was big on giving a person to drink if they were if they had a situation. So I remember that from UFO. <laughs> I thought that went pretty well. Yeah. I had to go on the offensive if we were going to use that uh, Cryogenics Lab as our super base. I want that lab. <laughs> Truly a man of science. He'll kick ass for his lab. Well, see, here's the other thing, too, that I thought we could have possibly... I mean, the another drive she has right now is to find her father. She has no clue what happened to him. We should check. Well, I guess they might not have surveillance tapes when they set up that lab. No, there wouldn't be any surveillance. Let's see why not, depending on if it was like a government-funded lab. They had uh, video and all that shit. They had electric eyes back then, I think. I don't think they... No, not, electric eyes was a 60s thing, as I recall. They didn't have cameras in the 50s. Yeah, they did. Ain't you never seen Captain America? Didn't you see, huh? what, the, didn't you see what the Nazis had? Apparently, Chris is right. Surveillance technology existed in the 40s. Okay. I'm sure it's grainy as hell. Oh yeah. So maybe in our next session we'll we'll talk about what was on the surveillance tapes, or if they were still recording when uh, Captain Patriot was taken. Why you think they actually had time lapse or like a motion sensor technology? Yeah, yeah. It only picks up when they sense motion. Yeah.
because there's no way they would have recorded 50 years worth of activity. Anyway, again, sorry for the late start, but uh, thank you guys for sticking around. I thought this was really good. Yeah, no problem. I had I had fun. I think we can honestly say we all have truly felt the burn. We have felt the burn, and one of our character's goals is to stop future Trump. <laughs> Cyber Trump. <laughs> Robo Trump. <laughs> Trump's hair, 2016. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation of the Three Rivers Academy. Our theme music is by Kevin McLeod and is available online at incompetech.com. Minority Report was not just a movie. <laughs> nice one. Uh, now she goes ahead to expletives for the fingers. No, what were you about? I said nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't believe her. I enjoyed everything else. All right. If rap has to- taught me anything, it's you always got to keep the bitches. <laughs>